All right, welcome back to Batting Rounds. Batting Rounds, a baseball podcast. I'm your co-host, Jane Aust. With me, as always, is Steven. I'm not Lauren. You're not Lauren. <laughs> she's, she's so in your head, even though she hasn't been here for this is the second week now. But you're still so scared of her. It's very funny. Uh, <laughs> she's got the good drugs. I don't want to mess with someone with the good drugs. Yeah, no, they're they're also prescribing her PCP. So, like, yeah, she's going to just run to Philadelphia as soon as she's able to and bully you in person. <laughs> but speaking of bullying, we've got two guests on here because we are going to mediate a bullying uh, situation. Um, kind of like, you know, like we're like the peer counselors from middle school. We're going to try to get this. My conflict to- training as out. an RA in college is really going to come back up again. <laughs> uh, it's returning favorites. Sean Doolittle and Richard Staff. Hello. Hi, I'm um, also not Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be Lauren. Who's to be. say? Yeah. <laughs> the high tweet she posted. Uh, the high tweet she posted was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. Is this a Lauren update brought brought to you, us by by Big Pharma? Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. 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 This yeah. portion of this podcast is sponsored by Doctor Fraudchi. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the first thing that she tweeted when she got out of surgery was, okay, or, oh, so that's why people like fentanyl. <laughs> and then a couple hours after that, she tweeted, maybe it's just the oxycodone talking, but I think when you put the onus on the hot food to hot the cold one, you're inadvertently suggesting that the one left is the last option. You gotta hot the cold one. Why do they call it oven when you of the cold food when, of yes. out hot eat the food? Yeah, a lot of people posted that in response in response to her. My favorite was the guy that just posted like the crop of John's ass when he's in front of the oven. That one was really good. <laughs> Incredible content, Lauren. Glad to hear you're doing well. Glad to hear you're you're still posting even even through it all. Yeah. Post through it, Lauren. We love you. We love you. Uh we miss you. I am gonna get Steven to steal your bit before you're back. <laughs> Well, how how are you guys doing? How do you how do you guys feel about stepping in and guest hosting for Lauren? Because you're not guests, really. You're 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 third and fourth mic on this one while Lauren's gone. Does that is that intimidating to try to to try to you know fill in for it, Lauren? It's horrifying. <laughs> I've never even rotated a sandwich in my life. <laughs> Sean, how many sandwiches have you rotated? Oh, not enough to not enough to be third mic. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then staff can be third, Mike. Well, we can we can put you at fourth. That's a little less pressure. I can take it. I, I listen. I haven't pitched in a game in like uh, almost a whole year, so uh, I'm not used to this much adrenaline right now. So <laughs> I'm I'm really fired up. A comparable level uh, level of adrenaline coming on batting around. Interesting. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. How is spring training going for you? It's going really well. Uh, rehab from elbow surgery is coming along uh, very, very nicely. I don't have like a set time frame yet. Uh, I don't know if I'll be ready for opening day, but if I'm not, it shouldn't be that much past that. So um, I'm feeling really strong and looking to uh, hopefully get into maybe some games by the end of spring training. Fuck yeah. Sean Doolittle Revenge Tour 2023. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here fo- first yeah 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 how does it feel that you're now one of the faces of the franchise and they just keep using your face in all promotional <laughs> material 
listen, whatever helps me stick around, okay? I'm more than, than happy to do it. I've had a lot of fun doing that stuff. You were really yeah, good at it... walking backwards. <laughs> How does this year feel compared to other spring trainings? Because, like, you're there as a non-roster invite, correct? Yeah, I am. I mean, you're like, you know, obviously a, a veteran, one of the like, one of the one of the older hands there. Like, how does that feel like going in there as that instead of instead of as you know a like a part of the roster, part of the part of the plans? Yeah, it's uh, it's very different, and it was something that I I had to actually work on with our our team sports psych doc because I was like, there were times over the off season where you know I'm rehabbing from the surgery and I don't have a guaranteed deal, and it was. Um, a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but, uh, uh, once I got down here, I basically found, you know, being able to participate in baseball activities with the team again, to just be so much fun that, um, I haven't really thought that much about it. Um, I've really tried to throw myself into my rehab and make sure I give myself the best chance to come back as strong as possible. I know that's a, kind of a little bit of a boring answer, but, um, it, it's, it is, it's my first time, you know, not having that, that guarantee. And, right. and there's still some days where, you know, I look at the calendar and I'm like, man, I got to hurry up and get ready, um, you know, to show them that, that I, I can still do this. And, uh, you know, it's been an adjustment for sure, but, um, it's still been really fun to be around the guys, work with the young guys that we have in camp. We have a lot of young guys uh this year and um i'm just what what i just keep coming back to is like man i still love doing this so much uh i still you know love the preparation i love the uh the competition and everything so i'm just stoked that i get to keep doing it and staff oh, yeah. how are you preparing for the season this spring i've been putting all of my meanest tweets in the drafts and <laughs> getting ready to unleash them on whatever reliever or starting pitcher gets on my nerves first okay so you have like templates of yeah, just like the cruelest thing you can think of and you just plug in a name wherever you need to yeah pretty much i okay. i've been doing my anti-italian racism and perfect you know Vinny pasquantino it you're on notice <laughs> it's okay i'm half italian i could say 50 percent of these things I mean, just you're from New York. It's also just fine. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's fine for anyone to do it anytime. But like, I, you, I, I feel sound like, you have like a this. Pass I'm allowed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so every every fucking baseball thing I've I've listened to or watched to listen to keep talking about the new rules. You haven't you said you haven't played in a game yet, but uh, I, I you know, we we have we have to talk about it. What do you what do you think about this as a pitcher? These this this clock, um, the pickoff rules, all this stuff. It's a big adjustment for sure, right? Um, yeah, and I'm I'm trying really hard not to be, you know, the the grumpy old guy that you know is complaining about the new rules and uh, resisting change. Um, I like, I think I like the idea of it. Um, I wish it were maybe a little bit longer, um, maybe twenty seconds, or or I think we could do a better job of um, uh, clock. Uh, when the clock starts, um, even even the guys in, in camp that we have who have pitched under the pitch clock in the minor leagues have have said this clock, the clock in spring training feels a lot faster because they're super strict about 
when they start the clock once the pitcher mm-hmm. gets the ball back from the catcher. Um, so I think, you know, maybe maybe that'll adjust, um, you know, as the, the people who are running the clocks, you know, get a little bit better feel for the game, the flow of the game, and stuff like that. But I did think it was interesting. In last week's episode, Melly was talking about, you know, some of the quirks that pitchers have. And I was like, man, like if we can just get it like another few seconds so that some of us can get our quirks in and, and not feel rushed. But I actually, <laughs> but I actually think it's, it's bigger adjustment for the hitters um, yeah. to be in the box, eyes up, looking at the pitcher with, with eight seconds left. They really only have, you know, seven seconds uh, with nobody on, but we got the full 15 with nobody on base. Yeah. Like uh, we talked about it last week. It was kind of like we did. We talked about specifically about pitchers being fussy, but like, you know, only a handful of pitchers are like really egregious about how much time they spend getting ready to deliver a pitch. But like every fucking hitter for the last 10 years or something steps out of the box, just their gloves, does all that stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably more responsible for the, the for these delays than anybody else. The last minute time calls and the just yeah. like, Oh, yeah. have you considered waging psychological warfare against hitters like Max Scherzer has, or oh is that God. not your jam? <laughs> Max. <laughs> for people who haven't seen Max pitch in spring training yet, he has, uh, shown no quarter to opposing hitters, um, <laughs> and he's just been been toying with them using the pitch clock. And um, I'm really actually I'm I'm uh, a little bit excited almost to like see how I can incorporate some of that stuff and try to figure out how to leverage the clock to my advantage. But for people that haven't seen Max pitch, like what's what staff's talking about is so like if the hitter has to be you know eyes up on the pitcher with eight seconds left on the clock and they only have one time out per at bat mm-hmm. you know max is calling his own game because he has pitch clock on his glove and so he's ready he's on the rubber ready to go you know basically at 14 seconds and as soon he's he's toying with him as soon as the pitcher as soon as the hitter looks up he's pitching uh, or He'll hold the ball and let the clock run all the way down and make that guy stand there and wait. And that's really tough for hitters to do. You get really, you get really tense. You, all these things yeah. that you can't, you can't stay focused for that long. It's impossible. And then you're trying to hit a Max Scherzer fastball. It's just not going to happen. Are those pitch comms working better these days or something? Because last year there, I mean, they were, the rollout of them was kind of a mess for a little while. And like, if you're, if you know, your pitch clock depends on uh, those working. I can see that being kind of a problem. Yeah, so the they they did update them and you know knock on wood, we haven't had any issues um with them so far. And you know, one thing that's really helped is there are pitch comms now that pitchers can attach to their glove or belt and, and pitchers can call their pitches instead of waiting for the catcher to press the right buttons. Cause it's not a it's not always quick because there's a recording in your hat and you know, he might press a button and the the you know recording says fastball outside, and if you shake off, it's like man, it's going to take like two more seconds for the computer to say change up <laughs> outside. Yeah, and I... and so if a pitcher can just catch the ball, press the button on his you know he's got the he's got the unit on his belt or his his glove, and 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 most of us have a really good idea of what we want to do. You know that can speed things up 
and you know the, the pitch clock really won't even be a factor. Did they let you pick the voice on the pitch com? So I, <laughs> I, I do know that they, they that technology does exist, and I know teams have uh, used it in the past uh, in the in last year, where I'm not going to say which team or or which players, but there was a button for a closer, and when he was going to throw a certain pitch, there was a button and it was the Mortal Kombat finish him. Oh, that's so uh, cool. Sound. That's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I, I also know other teams have recorded their catchers' voices. And so, you know, in English and Spanish. Uh, but I want, you know, I would love like a a, a clip of you know, Kabert Ruiz, our catcher, uh, or like Riley Adams, like hyping me up. Or maybe I, there's just a button that plays like affirmations, and you know sure. I can press the button, and it's like you are good enough, you are strong. <laughs> yeah, we'll record you, you talking into the mirror, like the Alf, old Al Franken sketch thing. Um, Sean Doolittle's pitchcom affirmations. Yeah, I would want like Mark Hamill as the Joker doing it. Oh, I think God, that would yes. be pretty fun. Yeah, something like that. I think that would I've be given it about twenty of seconds of thought, and the uh-huh. best possible pitchcom thing for you is like in concerts before someone hits a solo, the lead singer's like, take him for a walk, Artie. (laughs) I think you could use that right before a fastball. (laughs) Yeah, just somebody yelling, guitar! (laughs) I love love the the custom text tone circa 2003-ification of the pitch com. Totally. Yeah, it's like the the ringtones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have every it's day like... I'm hustling that plays the entire song. Every day, you know? <laughs> it's too loud. They can hear it. <laughs> oh, that happened in a game. You, you see, you see yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. did. Uh, <laughs> they heard my Fallout Boy and they made fun of me for the whole game. <laughs> oh, fuck. That That is... I'm going to be thinking about that. I... I I'm not going to ask you who that was, but I am going to, when I see a closer come into a game, think, is it this guy? I hope it's Blake Trinan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you spot Brian Sicknick. Oh my gosh, Rich. Sorry, you're going to be suspended. (laughs) Yeah, this is is where Rich tries to get Sean suspended for being on this podcast. Oh my gosh. My question, (laughs) do are they playing the WBC with these new rules? No. Do you guys know? No, no, they're not. It'll be interesting to watch um, because, uh, I mean, the last, uh, every WBC, I, I think, is so fun. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested to see. Um, I think it'll be an interesting comparison, um, you know, with without the pitch clock, how does the game feel? Um, I don't know if they have pitch com or not. They regular back to regular size bases. I hope the guys can find the bases. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? Smaller. These things are huge. They really haven't come into play yet, and I, I honestly haven't heard any players uh, say anything about it either way. Um, so maybe in the flow of the game, they don't notice it. Did look really weird the first couple times uh, I saw them, but uh, I'm excited to see to to kind of have that comparison. You reminded me of a question that I that i had uh what is what's the rule change that is getting the most like buzz or pushback in like the locker room 
Uh, it's the pitch com uh, or the pitch clock. I mean, um, just because like I I think in the next you know three weeks or so, whatever's left of spring training, there's going to be you know there's still some questions that I think we're going to have to iron out to make it run as smoothly as possible. Um, you know, one question guys have had is is like when when the pitch clock hits zero. Um, do we actually have that second? Because technically, like zero zero, there's still a second left on the clock as the that final second runs out. So we do we get that second, or is it? Yes, you know, right I love this. Zero is over. You know, like um, like they have in you know that's like the shot clock in basketball or the play clock in football. And you know, do the umpires have discretion to reset the clock if something happens on the field? You know, a, a pitcher needs to get a new baseball from the umpire because. By the time he caught it and got it back, it realized it was scuffed and he wants a new ball. Like that should reset the clock, but it hasn't. Uh, it hasn't always so far in spring training. Um, you know, little things like that, just so that we're all really on the same page. But like the the shift um, hasn't really been like a a, a topic uh, that much. I think. I think because we're still allowed to shade, you know, heavily and right. you can play, mm-hmm. you can play your shortstop, like almost right behind second base. If you have a lefty pull guy up. Um, and we've already seen teams experimenting with, um, you know, the shift on Gallo uh, was a couple days ago yep. where um, they, what they put their second baseman in right field and basically created the old shift. Um, and, and, um, I'm not exactly sure how they did it, but like I think they pulled the the left fielder around. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To to play in like short right field. Yeah, but I have seen a couple ground balls get through the middle of the infield, which was like a, at first we were like, "Whoa, <laughs> that was weird." Uh, <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually somebody standing there, um, and the pitcher was like, "Yeah, I turned around. I thought it was going to be like an automatic double play. The ball's going into center field, and it's first and third now." Um, but no, I, I, I think, uh, oh, oh, there, there has been a lot of talk about like, you know, how is this going to change some strategy? Like, mm-hmm. will teams start to look at, um, you know, scouting reports and say, if you can hold the ball against this guy and wait for the pitch clock to, you know, count down and, you know, not deliver your pitch until it's within three seconds, you know, this guy's OPS balls by 200 points. Oh he, doesn't like waiting or, he doesn't <laughs> like waiting around, you know, or, you know, this is strategic a guy anxiety can... delivered to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, this or, you know, this guy, if you can pitch right when he looks up, the closer you can pitch, like he's not ready to hit when he looks up, you know, he's still getting set or something like that. There's going to that's going to be a thing in the in the scouting reports. And then the other thing is like, you know, how do you manage your pickoffs now that there's a limit right. to that? Yeah. So. You know, there's no there there's no sense really anymore in we used to try to lull guys to sleep by showing like a like a purposely bad move to first base. Um and, you know, and then by comparison your good move looks you know, is that much better. You might get him because he thinks your pickoff move stinks. Um uh, but now it's like, shoot, if you only have two, you you have to use them really smart. Um and so I don't know. I'm trying. I'm really trying to embrace uh, some of these changes and some of the new strategies, and I think it could be fun. Um, but how how do you guys like it watching? Uh, you know, watching the games. 
I have not watched any spring training really? games. <laughs> I feel really bad. I've I've watched a I've watched like a handful of innings here and there when I can, because um, the last couple of weeks I've been really busy with school. But I do re- I do really like it. I haven't really noticed it, but like just games are they just go they just move along quicker. Like yeah. aesthetically, I don't really notice any difference besides everyone talking about it. Like uh, the broadcasters <clears throat> talking about it all the time. Uh, if they didn't mention it, I probably like right. wouldn't think about it hardly ever. If it wasn't for Max Scherzer being like a freak and a sicko, yeah, I never would have noticed it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, I do love all the avenues. The, the the avenues this opens up for uh, further psychological warfare to be waged. I think that's really fun. That is Just really like, fun just like purposeful anxiety inducing um like uh yeah it's good i wonder how max scherzer is gonna like torture people when he uh finally retires like he's gotta imagine find something. Be- can you imagine like being his neighbor <laughs> imagine you like have some leaves on his side of the yard he's like you yeah motherfucker i'll <laughs> yeah. eat your fucking heart and it's like oh yeah okay. you just get <laughs> he just tackles you off your mower like Rand paul <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> he hits you with no. the evil blue eye. Not Red Paul. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> did did he ever psychologically torture you with his aura at any point? No, Max and I go way back. We played together in in uh, in college. Um, we were uh, we were teammates on Team USA for for a year, and and we crossed paths again and. The Arizona Fall League, when we were both in the minor leagues, we were on the same team. And, um, you know, we matched up with Detroit so much when I was with Oakland that Max and I, I think, go way back. And I, I was on I was on Max's good side. Was he always like this or did Major League Baseball create this monster? Yeah, no, he I mean, he, he always he was always super intense when it was his day to pitch, man. He was he was absolutely locked in and and. Uh, very you know stuck to his routine he always worked really really hard in the weight room and stuff um i mean i i think people on days he's not pitching um he's he's much more fun he's much he's actually pretty loose um he's a pretty funny guy uh you know so like it it's it's pretty stark the contrast yeah but when he flips that switch and he goes into game mode it's you know, he's he's all business. We should make uh we should pitch CBS on a show called uh Young Scherzer. That's like uh Max Scherzer as a child. Oh my gosh. But he but behaving just like he does when he's you know, when it when it's his day to pitch all the Getting time. up to go to the bathroom in yeah. third grade math and pacing around the room before he leaves. <laughs> Doing the K strat. Yeah. Coming yeah. back. <laughs> Like it's just bullying people on the kickball field and yeah. doing the K, doing the K strut, rolling the ball so hard that it goes through the chain link fence and yeah. like raising his hand to answer a question and waiting eight seconds before he actually gives the answer. But he's operating. He's operating on a, such a different level because like he's so good. Like he's playing a yeah. different game than a lot of the rest of us, and it's really totally. not fair because. You know, it, it's one thing to have to match up against you know big league hitters as you're preparing for a season, but he's doing that and toying with them by factor by you know factoring in the pitch clock. Most of us, the rest of us mere mortals, are just trying to get a handle on 
you know, what the 15 seconds feels like when we're out there and, and he's out, out there just, uh, just toying with people. The best part about having him on the Mets is that any start that wasn't him, whether it was Bassett or Walker or anyone else, when they came off the mound, it was ingrained in their mind. Go talk to Max and he will tell you what you did right or wrong. Listening to Max talk about pitching is like listening to someone speak another language. Like his, his, um, he's so advanced in, um, you know, once you get talking about pitch sequencing and, and, you know, strategy for different, you know, types of swing path and, um, you get into like game management stuff. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And, um, you know, he, he gives a lot of credit actually to Anibal Sanchez going back to their time together in Detroit for teaching him about mm-hmm. a lot of those things. So having both of them in Washington and, you know, being a fly on the wall for some of those conversations was just absolutely fascinating. Um, especially for me, because I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to throw fastball up, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know, like throwing like fastball, four seam fastball, like 90% of the time for my entire career. But, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, just as like a baseball nerd for me, like, and a fan of the game, like, you know, having a guy like that on your, on your pitching staff can, can make a huge, huge difference. I'm not excited that he's on the Mets, but that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> Want to move in a mailbag? We got a lot of questions. Oh, I'm sure we did. I uh, I did want to I did want to briefly it. touch on the WBC. Uh, I know that Richard was really looking for further opportunities for anti-Italian racism, and hey, oh yeah, you got you got a whole team of them that you can that you can boo from your TV. There were four different Vinnies on that team, and they're all spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> well is is that like israel and the jacobs i mean probably there's there's like four jakes on team israel uh yeah they were talking about their, there's there's a vinny with a y one with an ie there's one vin there's just a vincent <laughs> it's like the worst intro to goodfellas ever after after piazza's escapades uh running an italian soccer yeah. club I'm, I'm just rooting for italy to make it through the tournament and the italian yeah, right? baseball federation to still exist after this so i i hope i, I hope they totally bankrupt this. yeah yeah they, they're gonna find out like uh after they get knocked out of the group stage that uh mike hawked their tickets their plane tickets <laughs> home or something yeah his wife <laughs> sold the uniforms before the games could start. Yeah. <laughs> Getting get fired mid mid pool stage. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be doing a. I think we're gonna be. We'll talk about it more, but uh, we'll be doing a WBC watch along. Pro- what next week, Stephen? I, uh, I thought we were we probably. I thought it. we were doing a watch along of the final. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Okay, that's still in March, though. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. it's in two weeks. Okay, cool. Tonight. Yeah, that's uh, well, not tonight because you are going to be hearing this tomorrow. Um, yeah. The World Baseball Classic has started. Um, Insert whatever the score of uh, Cuba versus the Netherlands ended up being here. Um, Who is your rooting interest in this tournament? I have to go with USA, and I hate that. This guy loves his country. I know. Mm -hmm. It sucks. But I I just look at the roster, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I want want them to win. They're 
but like i'll be i'll be pretty stoked if japan wins i'll be pretty stoked if the dominican republic wins like i just want i want here's what here's my rooting interests i want the pool stage i want at at least three extremely goofy things to happen in the pool stage but i also want the final to be to, to be to be between two of the titans will you be putting an american flag in your bio <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> under no circumstances <laughs> we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago i i picked dr because i think it's cool that nelson cruz is both a player and the general manager that's so cool team. I I love that a player general manager I think is is a, a wonderful concept and I love that for for Nelson Cruz specifically. I will um, I will be watching uh USA versus Canada with my Canadian boyfriend which is going to be a very interesting experience. Mhm. Mm-hmm. What who's in our group who's in our group? The USA's pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's US, Canada, Mexico, Colombia and Great Britain. And only two teams advance? Yeah, so it's going to be USA and Mexico, or maybe Canada, but probably USA and Mexico. Please do not count out Great Britain and their <laughs> merry collection of colonized <laughs> islands. Yeah. Hey, it would be it would be extremely funny if they won a game. That like that's that's the like ridiculous shit that I'm like kind of hoping for. Like, like one of those one of the teams that's just happy to be there, like actually winning a game. I read a fun little article about the. The Czech team. Oh, how like uh, they all have day jobs? Yeah, they're all firefighters. And... Yeah, that fucking rules. <laughs> so, yeah, I that's great. I want I want them to win a game so badly. Mailbag. Mailbag. Let's go. Uh, this one's from Jared Seidler. We should have him on sometime. Uh, what is the funniest thing Trump will call DeSantis during the primary? Queer run. Queer run. <laughs> <laughs> Little boots, small man. He's a small man. It's very small. Wow, that that that, tr- that Trump is uh, pretty good, Rich. <laughs> Please do not make me think about how long I've been doing that. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> You're calling him that for the first time. I'm hearing this impression for the first time. He's queer. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> if Sean could throw a fastball directly into the throat of one person on Twitter who won't stop bringing up a blown save in 2019, who would it be? Uh, who who asked that question? Uh, at Richard Staff. That's uh, it's a different guy. <laughs> different different guy. Of course. Oh my god! Is it? Rich. Is it me? I I love that Sean's response to all uh, like basically ninety percent of what Richard says is to like laugh and <laughs> and just like kind of hope that you forget that the question was asked. Yeah, I mean, Rich. I'm just happy. I brought Rich a lot of happiness over the years, and Mets fans yeah. in general. So I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could help. And <laughs> but find a new slant, Rich. Does that mean I'm getting the fastball to the throat? <laughs> I'm striking you out on three pitches. Yep. Oh, there you go. That's a that's a good that's a good media friendly. It's a good, it's a good compromise. It. Yeah. The media training went very well very the other well. day. Yeah. The uh yeah, the the demolition man style media training that that Sean was in during uh during his cryo freeze. All right, next question at Hack Attackamer. Hey Sean, first time, long time. Do you and Dr. Doolittle ever meet up and grab dinner? I'll hang up and listen. Hack, man. I need some 
new material there, but hopefully we mm-hmm. can work on it, you know, during the season. Hack needs a job <laughs> and, and I'm going to need a, a friend to help, you know, uh, a fellow uh, UCL rehab from elbow surgery guy. So maybe instead of meeting Dr. Doolittle for lunch, I can hang out with Hack. Yeah, there you go. At Whitey underscore 83 on Twitter. Am I correct in assuming Staff's encyclopedic catalog of Sopranos callbacks is because he watched the original run of the show as a toddler instead of whatever normal, well-adjusted people were all watching it as small children in the early 2000s? Correct. James Gandolfini is my Barney. (laughs) (laughs) At listener Ryan, please ask Mr. Doolittle where I should take my date for a day trip to D.C. You got D.C. suggestions? Oh, wow. So if it's a day trip to D.C., I guess that means they're they're not they don't live there. So if they're visiting, I mean, shoot, if you're going, you know, around this time of year, you have to at least stroll, you know, by the tidal basin and and see the cherry blossoms. Mm, And then it's it's uh, it's not a far walk, um, you know, across the National Mall. So you could you could hit a museum there or portrait galleries is is our favorite that's over in, in gallery place closer to downtown this time of year it's a little chilly probably gonna want to do something inside if it's a weekend i would suggest strolling through eastern market um there's lots of cool stalls outside and then go inside there's there's always cool stuff to do there one of our favorite new restaurants is uh uh, a vegan place called Fancy Radish on H Street, and there's a bookstore right next door, um, so you can make a whole day out of it. Got to get the bookstore in. Yeah, I mean that's a great way to 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 get to know somebody. You could share book recommendations, brag about how many books you read and how mm-hmm. smart you are, and <laughs> you know you could show off, and you know so you could hype yourself up in the process too. This is why they made you Washingtonian of the year. <laughs> yeah. But- you better put some respect <laughs> on my name. Sean, what are you reading? I just finished, I'm in between books right now. I just finished a book called War Against All Puerto Ricans by Nelson A. Dennis. It's about the attempt for Puerto Rican independence in the 1940s and 50s, a lot of which I had no idea about. Um, it was absolutely fascinating and uh, a little bit heartbreaking. But they didn't teach me any of that stuff in school. So, um, what a surprise! And I, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, just, I came across it randomly at the bookstore, and I was like, "Wow!" Uh, I'm in between books and taking recommendations. If anybody has any anything, drops drop it in the comments. I just I just started reading again for the first time in like a year because I was just in Ireland and I was like, I need books to read. Um, and it's going about as well as one could expect, i.e. it's taking me about four days to get like four pages. But yeah, I just finished a term at school. Um, so I I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I started Earthsea. The Earthsea nice. I've read a bunch of our other stuff, but I somehow never read Earthsea. So I'm going to finally do that in my two weeks off before I have to go back to school again. Hell yeah. Sean, um, are you a are you a David Mitchell guy? No, I'm not. I mean, not yet. I just haven't read any of his books my two most recent books that i completed uh were uh cloud atlas and utopia avenue uh both of which i think would be extremely up your alley for different reasons 
I've heard really good things about Cloud Atlas. Oh, that so. shit fucking rocked. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Hell yeah. Steven's favorite part was the movie, specifically a couple of the uh, makeup choices that they did. Oh yeah, it. loved loved the loved the <laughs> racism. <laughs> it was extremely good, actually. Marty has a question for each of you. Let's start with the staff one. Uh, dear Mister Staff, first of all, Marty, that's way too respectful. Way too respectful. No, too I, I like it. Could you read that again? <laughs> You're going to have to just download the, the podcast if you want to hear it again. I might censor that. Uh, <laughs> so Marty says, it feels like beefing with Syndergaard is a little bit out of vogue these days. So what's the next ball player you intend to start a Twitter feud with? And you can't say Doolittle because he's already torched you. Oh, my God. Damn, that was my one answer. Uh, <laughs> I feel like whoever the person is. Presumably it would be a Met. Yeah, but the problem is they're not very online. Yeah. Who's the most online Met? You could show up to Pete Alonzo's uh, open mics and heckle him. Yeah, (laughs) I could show up to Mark Canna's restaurants and just yell (laughs) bad things at him from across the restaurant. Constantly send the food back, huh? (laughs) Nice foie gras, (laughs) elite idiot. Canna rules. Don't make fun of Mark. I will fight you. (laughs) <laughs> oh no we're starting the rivalry again oh let's go let's go i think we found it <laughs> i didn't I, d- I didn't think the the question that i made for my alt would make it on the air <laughs> and then the other half is dear mr doolittle if a couple angels fans who also happen to be, be big sean doolittle fans happen to be at a nats at angels game what would be the best time or way to get your attention the best time is uh usually right before or right after batting practice. And the best way to get my attention would be to hold a, uh, like a boom box or a speaker over mm. your head mm-hmm. and, pl- and play um, your favorite Trey solo from a live fish show. <laughs> in, in... <laughs> no heckle him while he's in the bullpen. Yeah, that works too. Um, yeah. I can't always respond though because sometimes I am trying to pay attention and warm up and get ready for the game. But they, sometimes, uh, if it's in the really early innings of the game, sometimes I can I can say a quick hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please yell all of the victims of communism in order in his direction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one at Bring to Noise on Twitter. If Sean and Rich had to recast Seinfeld with MLB players, who would they choose? I don't know. Let's. Just asking them. I guess me and Steven are sitting this one out. Yeah, fuck us, so, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Joke's on you. I never watched yeah. Seinfeld anyway. Uh, yeah, me either. I I mean, I watched it a little bit, but... I really don't want to say someone's Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple of, of people we could, we could say are Kramer, but... Yeah. Not without Ooh. them threatening legal action against That's us. That's true. Whatever. I don't have any money. They can they can try to take whatever they whatever I have. I don't, fuck it. I don't care. Similar question at John Becker. Who is the Nathan Fielder of MLB players? I think they just want he just wants like somebody who is who's unsettling. I think is just what this question <laughs> this question means. Oh man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, Nathan Fielder has such a such a unique energy. I I love I love Nathan Fielder, um, but I I honestly don't know. Shoot, I I really don't know. Rich, can you uh, throw somebody under the bus here or, or uh, name names? 
I will start by saying Nathan Fielder, noted Mets fan, so I'll take credit mm-hmm. for him. You'll you'll take credit for him? Yeah. That's where Mets fans are at right now. You're taking credit for having famous people being fans of the team. Listen, it's either that or calling him Uncle Stevie, so God. you have to pick a lane. <laughs> the last the last Mets game I was at had a fucking hype video by like uh what was it? Kevin James, like it's, they uh... were using that for eight years. <laughs> awesome. It was like 2019, and you had Kevin James with like his Paul Blart one mustache <laughs> in front of a poster of R.A. Dickey, who retired two years ago. <sighs> That's better. Although when, whenever they do that for like twin sands, like who's the most famous one? It's always just, it's Garrison Keillor every time, which is it's just too bad. You got the always sunny people. I'm yeah. cool with that. All right, Mew Yabby on Twitter. Given the general public now knows about two ball players shitting themselves, Brett Boone and Kike Hernandez, would you like to tell the audience anything in particular? You tell us a story about any you or any other ball player shitting their pants. Is there another one that should enter the public the uh, the public knowledge? Give it to us straight, Sean. I've never done it, although like. I had several close calls, especially when I was in Oakland, because when you're sitting in that bullpen, uh, the bullpens are down. The home bullpen is down the uh, the left field line, and there's a ton of foul territory. And the nearest bathroom, there is a bathroom in the dugout, but you can't go number two in there. Like It's disrespectful to everybody else that <laughs> has to sit, sit in there. And... Um, so you have to run, you know, through the tunnel and then up uh, like this really long flight of stairs. Um, and, you you know, you can't do it while you can't run, you know, while the game's going on. You have to wait between innings. Um, and then, like, there's you should also make sure that, like, before you go that, like, the phone, there's no chance the phone is going to ring for you. So if there's, like, a 1% chance the phone's going to ring for you, you have to be like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want. I to get the phone. I don't want the phone to ring and have them be like, "Where's Sean?" And ha- has somebody has to be like, "He had to go to the bathroom. He's upstairs." Um, you know, so like, there's a lot of strategy involved in timing your bathroom runs if you're a reliever for the A's. <laughs> I, I had a couple close calls, especially like early, like right when I made my debut, like in the first few weeks, because I was just a nervous wreck in general, and <laughs> I was like, "My gosh, like." Uh, it's you know i'm gonna get caught upstairs one time like so i you know had a couple close calls but i can't speak for anybody else but i have not uh pooped my pants i only pooped my pants uh, during my outings when like when like rich likes to continue to bring up yeah could, <laughs> could you uh could you name one of those outings one outing where i pooped my pants on the field, maybe uh, a third baseman for the Mets. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> third baseman for the Mets. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, oh man, no, I always pitch really good against the Mets, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can about. back you up on that. I've never seen you give up any runs to a New York Met. No, I don't think it's ever happened, really. <laughs> Do not gaslight me. I don't care if you're neurodivergent and a minor leaguer. I'm not letting it happen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't I don't think I'm mistaken. I think that the the Coliseum bullpen bathroom was the one that Fernando Rodney got stuck in. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He almost he almost missed um he almost missed an outing because he was in there for like two <laughs> innings. Um, he went in the bathroom. It was like the sixth inning when he went in there uh, in the dugout on the visiting side, and I I'm pretty sure this was the year when he. Uh, was pitching for the race and he had like a point yep. five ERA and we you know from across the field we saw him go in there like a se- probably like a minute or two later we saw the maintenance staff like literally <laughs> with a with a sledgehammer <laughs> trying to break the door handle in the dugout <laughs> and like there's a game going on and like you can hear this the hammer hitting the the door the doorknob trying to break it um and we're like, oh my gosh, he's trapped in in the bathroom. Like, and we're you know we're looking at the scoreboard. And we're like, man, if he doesn't get out like soon, he might miss a save opportunity here. And like, maybe we have a chance to win the game. And so we were rooting for the door. <laughs> um, and and like they, I mean, there were like four or five like adult grown men like putting their shoulders onto the door, trying to like force it open. <laughs> they eventually had to get like somebody with a uh, a screwdriver and a drill to like take the handle apart so that they could open the door and he got out but he he got out in time but it was it was really funny because like he got out walked back down to the bullpen took his sweatshirt off and like started throwing like he almost missed his outing he almost missed a save opportunity <laughs> because he got trapped in the bathroom at the coliseum um and but we were still hoping we we're like maybe it threw him off a little bit like who knows like some you never know what's going on in this coliseum bathrooms like it maybe like he's a little like dizzy or noxious from whatever it was smelling like that day maybe he <laughs> washed his hands with the poop water <laughs> <laughs> but he was no unfortunately for us he was uh he was he didn't have any uh, any after effects from it and he pitched i think he nailed it down and got the save yeah, that was during the period where, like, every other year he would just be, like, untouchable. One of my favorite teammates of all time. Like, yeah. Ab- absolute legend. That's, absolute. like, the only baseball memorabilia I have is, like, Fernando Rodney stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, one of one of, one of of the highlights for me um, in the playoffs in 19. Rich, you remember the playoffs in 19? No, uh, I was in a coma. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> was after we beat the Cardinals and we were celebrating after the game in the locker room, Aaron really wanted to meet Fernando Rodney. Like she said, like I was DMing her during this. Like she she was was like, like, please say hi for me. She was like, he's my favorite player. Like probably even more than me. Like I love, like he's awesome. Like the hat, the, you know, that he's got the point. Mm -hmm. And so like, he Aaron was like can you like can I meet Fernando and yeah like I brought her over and and I introduced uh Aaron to Fernando Rodney and um she took a picture with him they're both doing the um the arrow yeah um, point that was Rodney's trademark and um that's like legit like one of my favorite like moments from that whole playoff run it's my one of my favorite pictures ever i remember um, he there's a lot of pictures of him with your lightsaber from the oh yeah he loved it he yeah. loved it he loved it 
one of my favorite one of my favorite uh rich just sent a message to the group can anybody read it <laughs> it looks like uh plug, <laughs> plugging ear emoji really great really great emoji sequencing uh touching touching a finger to headpiece I'm gonna put the music on, under this. It needs to be <laughs> as true to form as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Nats won the 2019 World Series. Wow, didn't know that. Tell me now for the first time. Um, Bigly. Discord especially is uh, seems to be obsessed with Joey Votto. We seem to always be getting Joey Votto questions. Uh, this one's from Tom Jerkface. A lifelong Reds fan, I'm curious what your interactions with Joey v- what were like with Joey Votto, if you're comfortable sharing. If you're comfortable sharing. That's just an out where Votto demolished him in chess. He doesn't have to reveal. <laughs> First of all, like I I don't really think I have like uh any like really cool moments or stories to tell, like other than the fact that He's just an awesome teammate. He loves talking about baseball. Um, he does have like a, a a very curious mind, so he's he asks a lot of questions, especially of pitchers, because he wants to. I think he enjoys the mental side of the game, where um, he tries to think along with the way that we think out on the mound. And um, one thing that stood out to me was how good he was with the young guys. Um, you know, he's got he's got like. He, he kind of has like his own section of the locker room, right? Like a, a veteran guy with his, with his pedigree, like he, he should be a hall of famer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how he's viewed around the league right now by, by his peers. Um, um, so he's got like two or three lockers. He almost has like a whole, almost like row. And, um, it could for a young guy. And even for me, like coming from a different team, I was like, all right, that's like Joey's spot. Like I'm not going to go over there. Like, um, but he would like he he loves basketball. He's a huge NBA fan. He's a huge Raptors fan, being from Toronto, and um, he loved he would talk basketball with guys. Um, he got really into uh, into fishing um, during I think it was during the shutdown, and um, and so like in the season of twenty twenty one, he was he was constantly looking to go fishing um, with guys like in the mornings before a night game. Um, and that was also around the time he was getting really big into chess. Um, and so he was playing a lot of games. We had a couple other guys on the team that were into it as well. And so he was talking strategy and stuff like that. Um, but like, I don't know, like, um, it was really cool for me to see the work he does behind the scenes, incredibly hard worker. Um, not just like hitting in the cage. I mean, like he, he's really on top of everything that he does in the weight room and, um, you know, agility work outside on the field. Cause I still think he plays an incredibly good first base defensively. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was awesome to share a clubhouse with him and, um, you know, sometimes just, uh, you know, carry on conversations with him. I sat, I sat a row behind him on the, on the bus and also on the team plane. So, I mean, we talked a lot, um, and it was awesome getting to be his teammate for a little bit. Yeah, he's he's very popular in the Discord, um, which is very amusing to me. The coolest <laughs> thing he ever did was that time where he was like, what if I was a dickhead as a bit? 
And like, instead of giving foul balls to kids, what if I threw it over the Wrigley Field stands? Oh, that was so good. He, he did that in Philly once, and there it, there was like a huge fucking meltdown on like sports talk radio about it. Of and course. I was just like, fuck yeah, that fucking rule. Or that time the kid behind the dugout is like, Joey Votto, give me your gloves. He's like, you could afford seats behind the dugout. You don't need my gloves. I do. <laughs> 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 I one one bit he got really into in 2021, which uh, I a lot of people had fun with was um, was a Ted Lasso bit um, because early in spring training, um, David Bell had alluded to him and compared him to Roy Kent, um, <laughs> like the, the aging the, the the aging you know veteran who you know, was a superstar but is still trying to carve out a spot and hold on for a little bit longer and you know joey was like no way i'm jamie tart um you know the young up-and-coming handsome you know lad (laughs) that was scoring all the goals and and so um shortly into the maybe a month or two into the season joey adopted jamie tart's goal celebration for after he hit a home run so jamie tart would point with his thumbs um at the name on the back of his jersey. Um, That's you know, like so my, good. I'm, I'm Jamie Tart. So the Joey, went, he went on an absolute tear in like, I think it was June. Um, and like, he he was red hot. He must have hit 10, 12 home runs that month. It was insane. And after every time he crossed home plate, he would turn his back and point to the name <sighs> on the back of his jersey. And there were multiple times the other dugout got pissed because uh-huh. they thought he was like showing up the pitcher or something. And like, we had to like smooth it out maybe like the next day and be like, no, no, it's a Ted, it's a Ted Lasso reference. It's fine. He's just having fun. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> uh, Matthew Bodich on the discord question for staff. What's your favorite thing about Sean Doolittle? Well, you know what? I'm not going to say the mean thing. I'm going to say the mm-hmm. nice thing. Mm-hmm. He is probably the major league player with the brain most similar to mine or any other posters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's the only person who could see something happen and think, what is the I think you should leave skit that best matches this situation? When he did send me a I think you should leave gif when uh we were figuring out the the trouble like the technical issues before we started recording uh so yeah yeah i had to be like oh man i can't i can't get the link to work and jane was like hold on one sec and i sent i i saw the video of brian from brian's hat uh rolling (laughs) rolling the fedora you know the name (laughs) yeah last week Uh he sent me a gif from the ghost tour and it's Tim Robinson saying, I don't know what's going on, but somewhere we got our wires crossed. And he captioned it, when I mess up the pitch com and get a pitch clock violation. <laughs> <laughs> a true poster. God bless. Yeah. Rich, Rich, I appreciate that. I'm taking that as a compliment. I love your big, beautiful brain. Oh, thank you. More, more people should say that to me. <laughs> uh, this one's from Delaware Smashed. Dear Sean, I feel like I can call you Sean because you and me are so alike. <laughs> I'd like to meet you one day. It'd be great to have a catch. 
Uh, I think we, yeah, we can see where this is going. Yeah. I can see where it's going and I love it and respect it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a good relationship with your father? Me, Me neither. neither. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see this one from Jeremy Koo. Just a couple more here. Um, We'll try to be quick. J- Jeremy Koo says, hi, I have a question for the podcast mailbag segment. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, I know that you're just adding that in there to, yeah. That's that's your that's the Jeremy's new thing he tries to do is just add in like all this superfluous stuff. Sorry, this isn't yeah. the place for no. that. Please submit it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh in honor of National Return Borrowed Books Week, what book is the latest you have returned an overdue book to a library? How much was it overdue? What was the fine? Uh oh, I've never I've never returned a book late. Uh I either bring it back on time or I just keep it and and skip town. I still have <laughs> a copy of V for Vendetta from my high school library. That rocks. <laughs> they are going to pull you out of your front door in handcuffs for that one of these Yeah, days. I'm getting black bagged. <laughs> I've got one worse for you. Uh, it's not technically a library violation, but I do own a copy of the teacher's edition of my history textbook from high school um, that I did steal directly off of my teacher's desk. That's pretty epic. Okay. McGraw Hill wants to it? know your location. <laughs> but no, I want to hear about Sean's library crimes. No, I'm I'm a good boy. Like I am I return the books on time. Uh I do ebooks sometimes. I use the, the Libby app to do ebooks. So I mean that's kind of like uh user proof. You just can't use it anymore after two weeks or whatever. So mm-hmm. My friend just so like, made me aware of that for the first time, like oh the God. other week, and I'm so stoked on it. I'm way, I'm, I'm like tenth in line for an audio book of uh, Annihilation, so I'll probably get that in like fucking oh, nice. 2025. That's a fun book. That is a fun book. Uh, then the last thing here is not even really. It's it's hardly a question, uh, and I wanted to save this for last. But Cody Lee says, "Can we find staff?" For every time he mentions Todd Todd Frazier in the recording, over under set at five point five. Guess who didn't say his name once? We you made the him. under baby. You referenced well, you, him twice. You referenced yeah. him. I never said the name. You never no. said I'm the name. Such a good boy. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that counts. He was doing. He was making that face the whole time of the meme of the kid sitting in class where he's obviously like. Uh, he's vibrating. Like the vein is like. Rich, you did so good. I, mm-hmm. I'm. Listen, I am technically a guest host. There's <laughs> no time for shenanigans when I'm on the clock here. <laughs> Wait, shit, Jane. Yeah, they're not. They're not under contract as guest hosts, are they? No, I just kind of said they were for fun, but cool, no, they're cool, they're cool. not getting paid. Don't worry. Well, about now it. that you said that, uh, Sean, thoughts on Rajai Davis? Holy, <laughs> 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 my goodness. He took an Uber one time. You hear about this one? <laughs> I heard about it. I heard about oh, it. Oh, was Rich. that you? <laughs> Rich. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. All right. Okay. Well, we, we let you get it in there. Um, thanks for the questions, yeah. to everybody who asked them. Uh, we will be doing wbc watch along for the finals we'll have more details about that as it becomes more apparent but go sign up for the uh, patreon if you want to you want to watch that with us patreon.com slash batting around sean and rich thank you so much for for filling in for lauren while she's while she's uh recovering thanks for thank you for tolerating me <laughs> at least 
<laughs> always, always fun. All right. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening as well. Uh, we will be back next week. More fun guest hosts. It's gonna. We got. We got two people who are just figuring out the schedule for uh, for our next two guest hosts. But uh, you're gonna like it. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Who's to guide you?